This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Brian Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. How many of you guys are uh, ready to receive from the Lord? Amen? It's going to be a good day. Uh, uh, hopefully you picked up some notes on your way in. If you didn't, it's okay. We, we'll have the slides up on the uh, screen. You can follow along. I just encourage you to, to follow along, write some things down, and allow uh, the Holy Spirit to speak to your life uh, because I believe that, uh, you know, um, expectancy and desire are what uh, uh, he is going to fill in your life. If you come in here and you're not expecting anything, you're going to walk out not getting much, you know. But if you come in here saying, Lord, I want to I get something from you, uh, you know, you, you got to understand, and I, I know full well that I, I, I do my best to prepare, but then there comes a point where uh, I don't go any higher and he, t- he picks up where I leave off. So you can come in here and you can approach it as to say, well, you only went this high and you couldn't give me what it is that I needed to, uh, to get. But the reality of it is, is that your, your faith and your trust was in me, not in him. And if you'll put your faith and your trust in him, he'll say things to you that, that are not in these notes and I never intended to say. And I believe that he'll speak very, very specifically to situations and things that are in your life if you'll put your trust in him. Amen? So let's pray and then we'll get into it. Father, we just come before you today. I thank you so much for just another opportunity to just gather together with my family, with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Father, we know how much you love each and every one of us. And so I just pray, Father, that as we look at your word, you'll lead us, you'll guide us, you'll teach us and show us great and mighty things for our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, last couple weeks we've been looking at the condition of your heart. How many of you guys have been working on the condition of your heart? You guys have been walking in love and, and, uh, um, and looking at the condition of your heart. I got to stop looking at people because some people are like shaking their head no. And uh, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but Proverbs 4.23 says that to guard your heart above all else, guard your heart above all else. Why? Because it determines the course of of your life. The course of my life, the course of your life, where it is that we're going to go in life is determined by our heart. So it's important that we guard our heart. And we've looked at that. You guys can go back and listen to those messages. I believe that you'll be blessed by it. But, but the heart condition determines your course. And your life is a reflection of what it is that's on the inside of you right now, right here. You know, and, and uh, but this week, you know, uh, on Wednesday nights, we pray on Wednesday nights, um, at uh, 6.15, we pray before service, and we pray uh, on Sunday mornings before service. Uh, many of you may not have known that, but we do, and you know, you're welcome to come and pray with us. Uh, we pray uh, as a staff on Tuesday mornings most of the time, if, unless there's a conflict. But a couple different times this week uh, in prayer, uh, one in, in prayer as a group, and then one when Pastor Mike was ministering on Wednesday night, uh, this... this, this um, Uh, just the idea of weariness, that people are weary, came up in that, in that time of prayer. And so I just thought that it would, it was something that the Lord really wanted to minister to our lives and to our hearts uh, on this subject and on this topic of weariness. Obviously we, we, we prayed about it and people were strengthened in that, in those moments. I believe that they were, but, but, you know, when it comes to life, the Bible's very clear, uh, you know, in, in different places that, that there's going to be times where we come up against weariness. How many of you guys have ever been weary, right? I mean, I, there, some of the people that were on the prayer team were weary of the cold. 
You know, they're wearing all kinds of their long, long, you know, woolly stuff to keep warm. And, and some of us are weary. I know I just talked to somebody this morning. They're, they're new to Iowa. They're weary of winter already, you know. Some of us are lifelong residents of, of Iowa, and we're, we're already weary of, of winter. How many, anybody else in here? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in life, sometimes we, we, can, be, we, we can be weary. You know, one thing I will mention, too, you know, uh, on, on, on uh, Wednesday nights, Pastor Mike's been, he started taking up the subject of faith. And I mean to tell you guys, I, I, it has been powerful. Each and every one of the services, uh, uh, and I'd encourage you to come out and be a part of that because, man, he is really just going into depth uh, when it comes to the subject and the topic of faith. And it's, it's, very, it's encouraged me. I know it'll encourage you. I encourage you to go back and listen to the last couple of podcasts because it will strengthen you. How many of you guys know you don't just, you know, you, you don't just Yes, we have a measure of faith, but we have to grow our faith. We have to grow in our knowledge of him. And so, so we can grow that faith. And it's through the study of his word and listening to good teaching that we can do that. Amen. And so I encourage you guys to, to come out and be a part of that. But, you know, back, back to this thing that kind of came up in the service on Wednesday night and, and uh, in prayer when it comes to weariness. You know, many of you guys know what weariness is, but I'm going to define it for you just in case you don't know. Uh, weariness is to feel fatigue. I mean, of you guys have ever felt fatigue I trudged through the snow for a long period of time my truck got stuck in the last snowstorm and I had to trudge back to the house let me tell you about a time I got to, back to the garage door I was fatigued I actually realized I need to I need to get in shape I need to start working out maybe not eat so many things that are not healthy I was weary but uh you know, we can grow weary uh, by implication. We can grow weary by hard work. Uh, we can grow weary in hard labor. We can grow weary in our mind. You know, some of you guys, we've been in school at times where, where we have to study and you have to retain all this information and you're studying for a test. You can grow weary in your mind trying to remember everything that needs to be remembered. I felt that way in college Spanish, right? Weariness, okay? How about circumstances in your life where maybe things things aren't going as, as planned. They're the, 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 maybe you've suffered loss. Maybe, maybe, maybe um, it's not your idea of a perfect life. And so you've become weary in circumstances, personal struggles, maybe with habits that, that you want to overcome, or maybe even just an attack from the enemy that, that has caused you to be weary. You know, it could be one of these things, it could be all of these things. You know, I don't, I don't really know where you're at today. But the good news is, is that our Heavenly Father has given us a way out of weariness. He's given us a way out of weariness. I want to read this. It's not in your notes, but you can write it down. It's Isaiah 40, uh, verse 30. It says that even youth... So like we have the students in here, you know, even teenagers and students and young people can become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But the, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. You know, that's kind of a key thing that's really not in your notes, but I would, I would encourage you to kind of put that in your mind that it's trusting in the Lord putting your trust back in him, putting your faith back in him. If you are in a place where you're weary because of circumstances and things that are going on in your life, that weariness has pulled your trust away from him. And if you want new strength, it's found in trusting him. It goes on to say that they will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. It's a great promise to us. 
He's given us a way out, and it's through his trusting him. Amen? You know, you can remember, I don't know if you guys remember this, but in the New Testament, uh, Jesus, uh, in Jesus' day, there were Pharisees and teachers, and uh, they had come, you know, these Pharisees and these teachers were basically just, they were very, very religious in their, in their life and, and what it was they were doing, and so they studied the law, and they did all these things, and they came up with all these additional uh, uh, rules and regulations that they put on, onto people, saying that they had to live a certain way and do a certain thing, and, and, it, and uh, it was very, very wearisome. And, and, and if you remember, Jesus and his disciples were one time, they were walking and they were walking through this field and there was wheat and, and they were really, really hungry. And so some of them were grabbing this wheat and they were breaking it off and eating it. And, and, uh, and some of these Pharisees saw this taking place and they basically came down on Jesus and the disciples to say, you know, this is, you know, the day of the Sabbath and you shouldn't be doing this. And so, you know, and so that was really what it was happening right before this verse of scripture that we're about to read here in Matthew 11. So the Pharisees had said, this is not allowable. And, and, and what you have to understand is that the people were living under the weight and they were living under these rules and they were living under these regulations and it was just wearisome. They were weary. And so Jesus spoke to this situation right here in Matthew 11, verse 28. It says that, that then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burden and I will give you rest. I don't know about you, but that is a good promise, you know? So here are these people, man, they're, they're being bombarded with rules, regulations, all of these things. The Pharisees are judging them and just, you know, uh, putting this weight and this burden upon them. And Jesus is saying, listen, just, just come to me, all those that are weary, all those that have burden, and I will give you rest. So my question today is, are you weary? You know, are you tired? Are you physically tired? Are you physically and emotionally weary? Uh, do you carry a burden? Do you carry a burden from the past? Do you carry a burden today? Do you carry a burden that's, that has yet to happen in the future? Because Jesus said today that all we got to do is come to him and we can have rest. We don't have to carry that burden. We don't have to live in this state of weariness. He promises us that he will relieve and, and release us from that weariness. He will relieve and release us from the burden. Look what it goes on to say. It says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle in heart. I will, I will uh, and you will find rest for your soul for my yoke is easy to bear and my burden I give you is light. How many of you guys know what a yoke is? Some of the older people may know what a yoke is, but I have a picture for everybody that maybe doesn't know what a yoke is. This is a yoke. It's an old style yoke. This is what people in the Bible would have seen on, on probably a very, very consistent basis, right? These, they, they farmed and there was a farming thing. And so they'd put this yoke on these cows. And, and, and so the yoke that, that these people were under was, they were under it. They were under this burden. They were under this, 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 these laws, these restrictions and these things. And Jesus was saying, listen, the yoke that you're under it's not good, it's, it's tough, it's difficult, it's, it's hard to bear. But my yoke is easy and light. I don't know about you, how many of you guys like light? How many of you guys like easy? How many, is, is there anybody in here that just absolutely loves carrying heavy, heavy things and working really, really hard? And I mean, wouldn't you choose 
the, the lighter things, right? I think you would. I think most people, if we were honest. You know, and so the point is here in your notes is, is that we have to exchange your weariness. You have to exchange your weariness for his rest. I kind of, I kind of said it this way when I was studying. It's like, it's kind of, it's kind of like the great exchange, right? The great exchange, exchanging my weariness for his rest. That sounds pretty fair to me, man. That's a, that's a good, that, I'll take you up on that deal. You know, listen, you guys, you guys know what's all about to exchange things, right? These men, you guys know what it means to exchange something, or am I the only one that's ever exchanged something? No, as a man, you know, sometimes, you know, in my logical, practical sense, as I stand there and look at something that I want or I need, you know, I kind of weigh it out. I'm thinking about how much we've spent and all this. And I'm like, yeah, no, I could buy this or I could buy this. And sometimes, you know, I go down the scale of quality and I'll purchase the thing that, that, that's not really what I wanted. It's not really the best, you know, but I buy it anyway and I get it home and you start to use it and then you realize this thing's a piece of junk, right? Any men in here ever done that before? And it's like, why? Why did I skimp, you know? And then we're realizing I have a loophole. I have a loophole. I can take this thing back and I can exchange it. So we get our receipt. If we can find it, we take it back and we, we say, I want to exchange this piece of junk. It's broken. And, I, and what do we do? We justify it. When, uh, and this is what I do. I justify. I'm like, you know what? I just, I'll just spend a little bit more money, just maybe a few hundred dollars. We'll just upgrade, 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 you know, past this, this. We'll get to this one. This is the one I really, really wanted. I'll exchange that thing for what I really want. And we get it and we put it in our truck and we take it home and just put it in the garage or whether it's a tool or a gun or whatever it is that's just glorious in our lives. And then we sit down and we rest, Right? You men know what I'm talking about, don't you? Come on, don't you lie to me. You women, you're laughing like, yeah, you guys, uh, yeah, my husband did that last week. But see, you women aren't any different. I've thought about this because sometimes you'll go to, you'll go to town and you'll, you'll, you'll buy that shirt that you think you want or you need and you get it, you get it home and it looked good in the, in the dressing room and then you get home and you want to show it to your husband or whoever and you don't get quite the response that you want or maybe you just look at it in the mirror and you're just like, yeah, this just does, doesn't look good in this lighting and I, it doesn't match my hair and all of these things and you think to yourself, I'm going to find my receipt, I'm going to take it back and I'm going to exchange it. But see, your exchange is, is, is just the same as a man. So you can judge a man all you want, but your exchange is the same way. But I, because you go from buying just a shirt to buying the whole outfit. <laughs> but see, you don't stop there. After you've bought the outfit, you see the shoes, and you go, I gotta have the shoes because they go with the outfit. And you make this great exchange, and then you go home. And what do you do? You enter into rest after you hang it in your closet. It's a great exchange. <laughs> Young people, you thought you were gonna get out of this one? You're not. The young people, their parents come to them with a chore or a duty or something that they need to do because they live in the house, right? They eat their food. These are just things that they should be doing, correct? Right, yes. So they get this thing that, that, that the parent says you need to do this and you need to do it by the end of the day. And you know, some of these, these young people are smart. They are smart, why? Because they realize it's a burden. Causes me to be weary. I really don't want to do this. I want to stay in the warmth and comfort of my room with my blanket, and I want to continuously search and surf and know all these things. And so, what do I do? I'm going to talk to my sibling that is gullible. 
and I'm going to get them to do what it is that my mom or my dad requested me to do. And I'm going to trick them with trickery and things that are not true and lies. And I'm going to get them to do what it is that my parents burdened me with. And you make this great exchange and you exchange that burden, that wearisome, onto your younger sibling, and they do it. You say things like, I'll time you, you know, and things like that, <laughs> to get them to do it, and they do it. And what do you do? You sit down in your chair with your device into rest. We all do it. We all do it. But why is it when it comes to weariness, why is it that when it comes to the burdens of our life, do we not make this great exchange? These exchanges that we make, we laugh about them. You know, we laugh as, 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 as dads and as men, as women, as kids, you know. We, we laugh about it. But what about the burdens and, the, and, and these weary things that we carry? We put our, we, 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 we continue to carry them. And Jesus said right here, he said, just, just come to me and I will give you rest. My yoke is light. My, my burden is easy. That, I think I can remember being a, a teenager, man. I did that to my brother and sister all the time, right? Just, just put it off on them. And that's what we need to be doing. You know, and, and I think sometimes though we say to ourselves, yeah, those are funny, Brian, but, but these things, these burdens, these weary things that I'm dealing with, it's just too hard. It's too hard, it's too hard, and it's, it's, it's not as easy as, as you're putting it out to be. I can't, I can't just, I can't do that, you know, because, because I've carried it for years, or, or maybe, maybe there's a bond or a personal connection that, that causes you to be unable to release the weariness or release the burden that's in your life. And, and you say, well, how? I've tried. But you, what you need to realize is that the enemy wants you to think it's not that easy. He wants you to think that releasing that weariness that Jesus said, just, just release, exchange it. Exchange that, that weary and that burden for, for what it is that I have. Just, just do it. We think, we, we believe the enemy's lie that we can't do that. And, and so he wants us to be underburdened. He wants us to be weary. And he wants us to be weighed down. That's what the enemy wants. And so in our lives, if we're carrying that weariness, if we're carrying and under that burden, we have to realize we're only under that because we've chosen to do it and because we believe the lie of the enemy in our lives. And so we just have to say, you know what, I'm, I'm done with this. And that's our prayer today for you is, is that, that you'll just be like, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm done, I'm done carrying this, this burden in my life. I'm done being under this yoke of bondage in my life. I'm gonna let it go. Jesus promises rest in exchange for our weariness and our burden. We have to understand that we have to come to him and exchange it. We gotta say, you know what? I'm taking this yoke off and I'm putting on your yoke. Your yoke is easy. Your yoke is light. You know, and so in the remaining time, I just want to look at a few steps that you and I can take to exchange our weariness. We can exchange this heavy load that sometimes we carry for rest and, and lighten and, 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 and realize what the Bible has to say about having an enjoyable life. I believe that that's what he wants for us. Otherwise, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have said this, right? He wouldn't have said that. And so, Number one here is that if we find that we are weary, we need to say this, number one, help, I'm struggling. 
Come on, let's say it together. Help, I'm struggling. Very, very simple. You know, just, we just got to go to the Lord and say, Lord, help. I am struggling. Now, I want to put this in context because I think that the scripture is very, very clear about, about this idea of when it comes to help. Look at what it says here in Psalms 34, 17. It says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears. He hears. And he delivers them out of all of their troubles. So when we, when we cry out to the Lord, we say, Lord, help. I'm struggling. We have to know, man, he hears us. He's not just hearing us, but he's actually doing something about it. He will do something about it. He'll help us. He'll, he'll deliver us out of what it is that's going on. But I think that it's a great promise, and I think that, we, that he does hear us. I know he does hear us and that he delivers us. But some will say, I have been calling and nothing seems to be working. How many of you guys have ever said that? Am I the only one in here who has ever said that? It looks like I am. No one wants to uh, join me in that. <clears throat> that I'm the only one and I, no one's here. He's not hearing me today. Lord, help. Why are you not delivering me? He is hearing. He is delivering. But here's the deal. He is. It just not, might not be on your terms. Oh, I hate that. How many of you guys want things to be done on your terms? Especially if you're a type A personality, you want them to be done on your terms, and you want them done now, right? <clears throat> well, there's two things. Number one, in your notes, help my way, right? So we can say, Lord, help, I'm struggling. And we can say, help my way. What do I mean by that? You guys remember when Jesus was at Martha's house? And Martha, man, she's, she's getting the house ready, I mean, she is just weary. She's been cleaning all day, scrubbing the floors, doing all this stuff, setting all this stuff up. I mean, she's just tired and wore out, weary. We're talking about being weary. And not only that, she's burdened. Why? Because, you know, Mary forgot, you know, a bunch of stuff when she went to the grocery store. So now she's trying to substitute, figure out how it is that she's going to make all this stuff. Jesus, he invited a bunch of extra people that she wasn't intended on. She had a number and now that number's not the same. The, the, the pots are boiling over. The bread is burned. Everything is not going well. She's worried and she is burdened. And to top it off, what's her sister doing? Her sister's sitting over there off to the side not a care in the world. And what does she do? She does what we're saying here. Help, I'm struggling. She goes to Jesus, help. Jesus, help me. Can you tell her to get up off of her hind end and help me do what it is that I'm doing? Why? Because I'm weary and I am burdened and I, I need some help here. And that is the answer and that is what I want. And so Jesus, tell her to do what it is that I want her to do. It's help her way. How many of you guys have ever done that? Or is it just Martha? <laughs> you know, or we go to God, we're like, help, I'm struggling. And then we pray. We're like, Lord, you know, I need, I need this money and I need this and this didn't go right and I need you to fix this. And God, I just need you to change this person that I'm living with. Help me, Jesus. Do, if they would change, everything would be better. It's help our way. It's, 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 it's what we want, right? We, we, we specify we, in our little pea brain minds, we think, okay, well, you know what, Lord, this is really what needs to happen. That's what Martha did. 
Martha's like, listen, if, Mar- if Mary would just get up and help me, this would all go away. My weariness would go away. My burden would go away. My life would be good. So Jesus, just tell her to just get up and do what it is that I want her to do, and then we'll be good. We do the same thing to him. We say, Lord, I want you to help me. Help me this way. Help me this way. Help me this way. And then I won't be weary and I won't be burdened. The problem is, is that he, if he did that, we would still be worried. We'd still be burdened. We'd still be carrying the yoke of bondage that we're under because it's our habit. It's what we do. It's help our way. And I mean to tell you, you know, God, God's just, I've learned this man through, through my life that it's like, he's like, man, if that's where you want to live. If you want to just want to keep on doing that, just keep on doing that. I, I, I went back in some of my journals. I was reading some stuff. I'm like, idiot, you know, because, because it's like you write this thing down and that, that thing that you're like, Lord, help me, help me, help me, you know, and then a few days later you write this thing and it's like, it was right there. Why didn't I just do what it was that he was saying, you know, but, but in our minds, it's, it's like Martha. We're like, Lord, I just want you to help me my way. But we gotta get past that. Because man, as long as we're, 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 we're in that mindset, we're stuck there. And, and we, you know, because here's the thing, you can remember that, that Jesus, uh, he didn't sympathize with her. He didn't say, oh, I feel so sorry for you. He didn't say any of that. What did he say? He corrected her. He's like, you're worried, you're upset, you're weary, you're burdened about many things. Man, that's just not the loving Jesus we serve, is it? (laughs) He's loving. He did it lovingly. He'll correct us lovingly. He will. If, if If we... well, listen, I think sometimes we don't listen. I don't want to hear that, you know? And so we, we, we reject that. But, but he corrected her because her way wasn't the right way. He helped her not in the way that she thought she should be helped. And I think for us, your way may not be the right way. And the way that he helps you may not be the way that you thought. I'll prove it to you, okay? So you got my way, and the next way is his way. How many of you guys want his way? Because as long as you demand your way of help, you will remain under the yoke of burden and weariness. You'll remain there. As long as you're demanding that, you know, you can cry out, and he hears you, but man, he's gonna give you instruction. He's gonna give you guidance. He's gonna lovingly correct you if you'll listen. That's what Mary, or I'm sorry, Martha really just didn't get. She didn't get it. She needed to get it. We need to get that in, in our lives. We need to get that. Because as long as we're demanding our way, and he'll let us demand our way, weeks, months, years. Until, and, you, and we'll see here later on why that is. Help his way. You guys remember Jesus. He gets into Peter's boat. But remember, before he got into the boat, Peter, what had Peter been doing? He'd been out, he'd been out all night long fishing, 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 throwing those nets in, doing all this work, pulling them in, nothing. Throwing them out, pulling them in, nothing. I mean, all night long, he's doing all this stuff. He's not catching any fish. He gets to the end of the night. It's the morning. He's washing the nets. He's getting everything put away because why? He's going to get ready for the next night. It's the end of the day. It's early morning. He's just probably sitting there on the side of his boat just like completely wore out. 
And if, it, if, I, if, if I were to put myself in his shoes, he's probably sitting on the side of the boat thinking, my God, I am so tired. I just want to go home. I want to go to sleep. I'm weary. I didn't make enough money. I got a boat payment coming up. I got a house payment coming up. Little Pete needs braces. You know, all of these things. He's sitting there on the side of the boat just, you know, weary. I, I would have been weary. Would you have been weary? Well, what happens? He didn't say nothing, but Jesus said, hey, I need to use your boat. And he could have said, you know what? You can have the boat. I'm going home to go to sleep because I'm tired. But he didn't. He's like, hey, man, you need my boat? Let's go. So they go out and they, he, you know, Jesus ministers to the people and he gets done. He says, Pete, I need you to, Peter, let's go over there and let's, let's, let's put our net down. I want you to throw your net out. Lord, that is a clean net. I just got done cleaning all this stuff up. And by the way, I hit that spot four times last night and there was not one fish. But what did he do? He, he did. He's like, Lord, I, we caught nothing. So he started with an excuse, but man, he, he, he moved from his way, right? With, with Martha, her way, help, help my way. He moved. Peter, Pete just said, you know what? I'm going to avoid my way. My way was cast in the net, cast the net, cast the net, spot, 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 spot. And Jesus said, go right over there. And so what's he do? He goes right over there. He throws out the net and you know the rest of the story. There were so many fish, so many fish that he had to have help, help bringing it all in. And so my point in that is, is that in our minds, there's things just like, I mean, Peter could have said, I was just there. In our minds as, as, as believers, we can say, I was just there. I'm not going back there. I, or we could say, I said that, or I did that, or I, I, I've already done that, Lord. We do that. That's our way. But man, his way, if we will just say, you know what? That's what he is telling me to do, so that's what I'm going to do. And when we do that, man, he will, he will redeem us. He'll help us. He'll bring, he'll bring that rest and that strength that we need. I guarantee you, oh, weary Peter, man, he was, he was like, on cloud nine. He's like, man, I don't have to work for weeks. I made so much money, you know? And so his way is the best way. Amen. Simply say it, simply say it, Lord, I need your help in all these areas of my life, in this area or this area. Show me what I need to do. Show me what I need to change. Show me what I need to adjust. What do I need to stop? And, and he will help you, you know, when you come to him in humility, not with some preconceived idea of how you think he's going to help your situation. That's number one. Help. Help me, Lord. Help me. I'm struggling. All right. Number two is this. Come to the end of self. Come to the end of self. Martha was there. She wanted it her way. But you know, there's another example of this coming to the end of self that we find in 1 Samuel 30. And it's when David and his men had been out and they had been, they had been at war. They had been, you know, out just, you know, fighting battles away from their city and their families. And they had been away for a long, long time and they decided, you know, it was time to go home. And so they're going home. Listen, put yourself in their boots, right? They had to be weary. They had to be tired. Probably been eating the same old soup for, for months weeks, months, you know, just tired of it all, ready to see family. And, and uh, they come home to see their city burning. Think about that as David and his men. I mean, like first you're weary and then to add insult to injury, your city is on fire. 
That would not be cool. So look what it says here in 1 Samuel 30, verse 3. It says that when David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no more. The NIV says they wept until they had no more strength. The Amplified says they were too exhausted to weep any longer. I would say they had reached the end of themselves. He was weary, and just when he thought it couldn't get any worse, he's weary, his city's burned, his wife and kids are gone, and then to top it off, his friends, in their weariness, right? In their weariness, going back to what we just got done talk about, help our way, help my way. These guys, man, they were weary. His friends, his comrades, and they're like, you know what? I got an idea. I'm weary and I'm tired and I'm burdened. Let's kill the guy that it was his idea to stay an extra couple weeks. So what do they do? They go after David. They're gonna go after David and kill him. I mean to tell you, listen, if anybody was weary and burdened, it was good old David. Why? Because everything was going wrong. But what did he do? He did not, he didn't, he didn't resist, he didn't, he didn't give in to that. He didn't say, no, 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 man, it's your fault. Let's kill you and, and, and turn, turn it on his friend or whatever, which is what he could have done. And I think when we're weary and we're burdened and we're frustrated, it's like we go, we go into another realm of flesh, right? We're looking for somebody to strangle. You're, am I the only one? No, David's situation is a great example, guys, for us when we find ourselves to be weary. Help comes when we reach the end of ourself. Many are like Martha, determined and stubborn. Many are like the men that were so weary, they just wanted to kill David. We just like, I'll just find somebody to strangle, right, when we're weary, you know. But listen to this. We have to reach the end of ourselves. Look at what it says in 1 Peter 5.5. It says that God, listen, God resists the proud. So if we're in this place of weariness and we're just gonna, I'm gonna help myself. Yes, I've cried out to God, but I'm gonna help myself. That's pride, right? And it says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He gives, what is grace? Grace is unmerited favor. Favor is, is deserving or getting what it is that you don't deserve. And so when we are proud and we we are resisted by God, we can cry out to God all we want. But my point is, is that we have to humble ourselves and say, Lord, you know, I'm sorry, man. I have, I have screwed up. I have no answer. I am not going to try to figure this out in my own strength. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to look to you. I'm going to give this to you and you can fix this situation. However it is that you want. Why? Because I'm humbling myself. I don't need you to resist me in this situation. I need you to bring me relief in this situation. And when we do, he will. And what's it say in 1 Peter 6? Those that humble themselves under the mighty power of God at the right time, what? They will be lifted up in honor. The the end of self leads to him or leads to God lifting us up. When When we come to the end of ourself, And we say, you know what, man, I'm just going to humble myself. I'm going to bring myself under his hand. I'm going to admit 
my wrong. Admit what it is that I'm doing. Admit that I'm doing it in my own strength. Admit that I'm leaning on my own understanding. That is, that's bringing yourself low. That's humbling yourself. Say, Lord, I screwed up. I shouldn't have done that. And when we do, it says he will honor us. He'll lift us up. So when we find ourselves burdened under this weight and weary and we're just, you know, like the barrel is on top of us, we need some lifting. We need rest, but we need some lifting. And and we get that lifting when we humble ourselves to him, amen? So uh, the third thing is, is, is found here in 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, give all your worries and cares to God. Why? Because he cares for us. So number three is, give up your cares. You know, and, and you know, that's the, that's the NLT version is to give up your cares, but, but the King James version says to cast your cares, to cast your cares. What does cast mean? It means to throw. Like the, the, there's another scripture in the Bible, you remember when Jesus was, uh, um, uh, he threw the, the blanket on the back of the donkey. That's what that means, he threw it. And that's what this, is, this word means, is to throw off your care. Care is worry, anxiety. It's, it's, I, I found this to be interesting. Care is what divides you. Hmm. I thought about that. I was like, huh, oh, that's weird. You know, if I care about something or I am worried about something, that worry is dividing me. It's separating me. It's fracturing me into parts is what one, one uh, definition uh, gave. So we have to give up this care to him. Why? Because he cares for us. He doesn't want us to carry this care. He doesn't want us to be weary. He doesn't want us to be tired, stressed, worried, and full of anxiety. This is the same guy, guys, Peter, that wrote this. It's the same guy that gave up his boat and loaned his boat to Jesus and did, Jesus did a great work and miracle in his life because he said, at your word, I'll do this. He humbled himself. He knew he didn't have the answer. And so he's saying, listen, cast your cares on him because he cares about you. Throw your worries and your cares on God. How many of you guys have ever threw hay growing up? Yeah, a few of you. The real men in the room. No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> they don't even throw hay anymore, do they? That's what that means. You know, I guess I'm just really, really old. <laughs> but man, that was one of my first jobs was throwing hay. And I worked for this farmer, man, and he had like all, he had only one speed. And it was like really, really, really fast. And so, you know, and he just never could get enough work, workers, and so like, I'm out there, and you know, when you're throwing hay, he's driving the tractor about 30 miles an hour through the field, and I'm out there hoofing it from one bale to another, trying to pick these bales up and get them back to the hay rack. And can I just tell you, man, like, you throw that thing up on the side of the hay rack, it's like, thank God, you know? And you're looking for the next hay bale, and you're just like, you know, hustling it to get to the next one. But can I tell you that like, when I'm throwing those hay bales, it's not like, man, I just feel so good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick that bale back up and I'm just gonna carry it and walk next to the hay rack. No, no, we don't do that. And the same thing is true when it comes to your cares, your worries, your anxieties, your burdens, all of these things. You need to just make a decision to grab the hay bale, throw it up on the hay rack and say, adios, amigo. Let Roland roll at 30 miles an hour with your bales of care and anxiety. Because it will. But we don't. We pick it back up, you know. 
It's a relief though. And, and here's the thing is, is that as children of God, we were not meant to carry these burdens. We were not meant to carry them. As children of God, we should not carry burden. And if you're weary, today is the day to throw it off. And so that leads me to this last point, and that is that after you give up the care, you throw it off. You gotta throw it off. You have to throw it off. No one can do it for you, right? When I was out there in that field with those hay bales, there ain't nobody else out there helping me. I mean, there's another guy on the other side, but it's like up to me. I got, I'm, I'm responsible for this side. I'm getting rid of these bales. And, and the job, you don't get paid until it's done. And so you throw and you're throwing, you're throwing, you're throwing, and then there's relief. It's like, I'm getting rid of these bales. Throw them on the conveyor belt. Goodbye, I won't see you ever again. I'm not doing this job again, right? That's the attitude we need to have. And after we give those up, look what it says in 1 Peter 5, 8. It says, stay alert. Watch out for the enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour, looking for somebody to pick the bale back up. Stand firm against him and be strong in your face. So number four is this, don't pick it up. Don't pick it up. The enemy wants you to pick up what it is that you throw off. He wants you to feel like it's your responsibility to pick it back up. He wants you to feel irresponsible for not caring. But can I tell you, that's, that's, just, the, that's just the way the enemy works. He'll, he'll just say, I'll, you know, you'll walk out of here free. And then this, this weight of irresponsibility that the enemy, he'll just set it right on your shoulder. And that way it's like, oh man, I need to do something about that. And, and, and so we pick it up. We, we begin to pick it up. And so why did Peter say, stay alert and stand firm? He said it because the enemy's going to try to get you to pick the weight back up. And you just got to be like, stand your guard, stand firm. I, I, I set that down. I said goodbye to that. I, I dealt with that weariness for years. I'm not dealing with that weariness anymore. There will be opportunities to pick it back up. Absolutely. Whatever it is that's going on in your life, whatever it is that you're dealing with in the past, present, future, whatever it is that you're worried about or have anxious thoughts or anxiety about, he, he will, he'll say, pick it up, pick it up. And you can, but you have a choice. You could just be like Peter say, ah, no, no, ah, that's you. I'm not doing that and stay alert to it. You know, I have a friend that's a, a mechanic. And can I tell you sometimes, actually I actually have two friends that are mechanic. Josh is a mechanic. And I got a friend in town that's a mechanic. So either way, man, I'm gonna get, get, get my car fixed. But can I tell you that when I take my car to one of these individuals, I don't, the car has a problem. A problem I cannot fix in my own strength. Now I can take that car and I, I can drop it off can I tell you, I have never, not once, and never will I drop the car off and say, hey, Josh, you, you care if I just stick around here and, and help you fix my car? You know what, I'll just, I, brought my, I, brought my, I brought my best and most comfortable chair. I'm gonna sit down here. I'll talk to you. We'll, we'll work through this prog problem together. I'll help you. I'll, I'll wrench with you. I'll, no, not one time. You know what I do? I drive it in there. I park it where he wants it. I walk in, I say, here's the key. Goodbye. My problem becomes his problem. I drop it off. I'm not trying to fix it. I'm gonna let him fix it. And I don't go back for my car until the problem is fixed. That's what we need to be doing. 
But that's not what we do as believers. We, we're, we're like, you know, let me just sit down right here. I'll just, I'll just help you. I'll help you, Lord. I'll help you figure this out. I think it's, it could be this issue. It could be this problem. You know, if they would fix this, we're, we're, we're slipping into that, that Martha, that Martha spirit. We just got to decide, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to drop this off. I'm going to leave it here and I'm going to let him fix it. And that's my last point and the title of my message, drop it off and leave it. And that's what we need to do today. We need, to drop some, we need to drop some weariness off. We need to drop some burdens off. That's what we need to do. So why don't you guys stand with me and grab hands with those that are maybe close by. Uh, because I think now is a good time to just pray with one another. The Bible talks about that we need to bear our burdens with one another. And so I just want to pray as a family of God. You can pray for one for another. Maybe you're not, bur- maybe you're not weary. Maybe you're not in burden right now. But you know what? Maybe your brother or sister is. And today we're going to leave this place being worry-free, burden-free. Got one last story for you. You'll love this one. Dad will love this one. You know, my first truck was a 1981 white C10 three on the tree, straight six. It was a bulletproof motor. I mean, you could squeal the tire in one. That's it. Gear one. Or in reverse. <laughs> you could do it in reverse too. But you know, I had this truck. It was a great truck. Actually, at the time, I thought it was a terrible truck. Now I'm like, if anybody would gift me one, with one of those trucks, I would gladly take that truck. Okay? But when I had the truck, it was, it was, it was, it was just not four-wheel drive. It wasn't cool. It didn't, didn't have all the special stuff. But I had this job one time where this guy hired me to put some river rock under a deck. And my dad said to me very, very plainly, he said, listen, son, you can do this job, but this truck is only designed for a certain amount of weight. And so I want you to make sure that you are not overloading this truck. So every time you go, and I mean, I made trip after trip after trip, I mean, trip after trip, so much rock, so much rock. A half a bucket of a load, little half bucket, you know, that's it. And then we go back to the house, we unload it, we go back, bunch of trips, okay? So the last time, I'm I'm like, I'm almost done with this job. And I'm like, you know what? I just don't want to, I just want to make sure I have enough rock. And so I, I looked at the operator and I said, just give it a little bit more. And he gave it just a little bit more just put a little bit more weight on there. And I, and I went inside and I paid and I, I knew it was, I knew it was overloaded. I knew it was. And I'm driving down the road and I knew immediately, I'm like, this is not good because the steering wheel could go like this and not steer, not turn. We, I think the t- tires were off of the ground like this and I'm driving down the road and I'm like, dear God in heaven, please, please don't break. Please don't break. Please transmission, hold, hold little, hold little transmission. And then when I was slowing down, please brakes, don't, don't stop. That truck was never designed to carry that weight. You as a believer were not meant or designed to carry the weary, the burden that you're carrying today. And so today, when we pray, what I want you to do is I want you to, now don't, now don't do this because then we'll have to pray for shoulders and we'll have to pray for arms because if you throw, you'll pull somebody's shoulder out of socket. So just continue to hold, but in your mind and in your heart, you just cast that care off and away and say, Lord, I'm done with this. All right? And we're going to leave this here. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we come before you today. We thank you, Father, for your word. Your word to us. Your promise to us, Father God. You said that, that we, if we would just come, 
that you would give us rest. And so today, Father, with my brothers and sisters in Christ, those that are struggling with, with weariness, those that are struggling with burden, Father God, you know what it is. And so I pray for them. And Father God, I pray that you would give them the strength to, to do what needs to be done. Today, Father Day, God, we choose to leave this burden. We choose to leave this weariness here. We choose to walk away. We choose to not pick it back up. We're, we're leaving this place in freedom. We're leaving this place in victory. We're leaving this, this place in knowing that we do not have to carry this care and this burden and this weary, wearisome any longer. I thank you for the power of God that is at work in this place. I thank you, Father God, that people's lives are being touched, their minds are being touched, their hearts are being strengthened at this very moment concerning that which they uh, uh, are leaving here today. I thank you that they will walk out of these doors stronger, healthier. In Jesus' name we pray, and we thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' name. Now listen, with, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I don't know, I wanna make sure that everybody's in here is, is in right standing with God. If you're here today and you've never given your heart to Christ and you wanna give your heart to him, we gotta make sure that, that, that everyone leaves this place saved, knowing him. Or maybe you're a person and you don't, that you've walked away from him and you wanna get back in right standing with him. Is there anybody in here? Just, you can let go of the, your neighbor's hand if they'll, they'll stop squeezing it so hard and you can raise up your hand. Anybody at all? All right, I think we're amongst our own. Father, I just thank you for this, this family. I thank you for this, this family of God that you've given to us. Lord, I pray that as we leave this place, we're gonna leave free from burden. We're gonna leave free from being weary. Father, we're not gonna pick it back up. And as we go from this place, Lord, we're gonna be an example and a light to all those that are around us. The world in which we live, Father God, we will be salt and we'll be light sharing the glorious truth of your gospel with all those that are around us. We thank you, Father God, for that great harvest that you've entrusted us with, Father, and with everything that's within us, we commit and consecrate our lives to seeing to it that all might be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.